0: If you would like to look at the Bible next to you and find Psalm 98, that's our Psalm today. Okay, two weeks ago we were talking about sadness. Last week it was anger. Today it's joy. And next week it's gonna be enemies. And I think we hit death. These are all these things that we as humans experience on this earth. And I'm noticing as I try to realign myself to God in the midst of all those things that I need some help. And so I am using this cue card thing. There's a little recording. In fact, I put it on my screen. Let me pull this up here. Because I'm finding, I put it on my homepage. Because I'm finding that in the middle of my days, when things aren't going well, how are they going? That I need to be reminded that God is with me, that I am not alone. And this week, he's reminding me that I need to realign myself with joy. Today, there's so many things that come at us. I don't know what you're listening to during the day. I don't know what's happening in your house or those kinds of things. But I find that I need to choose, I was going to find that uh, choose joy. I need to come back to joy to lift me up so that I can be, I can, I hope I'm, try, I'm trying to be who he created me to be, to be a, an influence in my world for the kingdom of God. So I'm trying to realign myself and I, I want to invite you to listen to these, to these things off the queue to help you Realign, because as I was studying this psalm this week, I thought, okay, you know what? I don't think today I'm really aligning with joy. I think maybe I'm aligning with crabbiness, <laughs> or maybe I'm aligning with worry, or I'm aligning with, so I honestly, I am, I, am trying, I am trying to memorize some psalms that are good for me, because instead of checking my phone or something else, I want to go there. I want to go, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and f- Lane. forget not all his benefits. And then it goes on, and those are all good words for me to hear, and it does something in me. It's the scripture alive in me. So it changes me. So this morning, we're going to read Psalm 98, and Kevin's going to unpack this for us. But, you know, see, the thing that lifted for me is he said, Lane, sing a new song. Think about it. Think about it. Sing me a new song. Okay, so here we are. Psalm 98. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand, his strong right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. Am I watching for it? Do I see it? He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. And see, we're part of that now. We're part of that family of God. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. I need to, too. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp. We had a harp. We had some type of stringed instrument the last service, and it was beautiful. With the harp and the sound of singing, with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. That was a huge triumphant thing that the Israelites listened for. Shout for joy before the Lord, the King. Let the sea resound and everything in it. This is the earth now. The world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands and the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth and set things right. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples with equity.
1: Thank you, Wayne. So what I'd like to do, and I'd like to really invite us, if you're willing to do this, I'd like to ask for high levels of participation in multiple different ways. Can I have slides, um, please, uh, six, seven, and eight? So we're going to go through this psalm of joy, and I'm going to stop after every three verses and ask us if we would interact with someone around you. So if you're comfortable, would you talk with someone about what you sense, what you see, we feel in in the text? So in verses one through three... I'll define my understanding of joy in a moment. But joy is found in verses 1 through 3 in acknowledging the king's past acts of deliverance. Past acts. What has God done? Then in verses 4, 5, and 6, the next one, Morgan, you see the next four is he, joy is experienced as people gather in worship in the present tense. Mindful of what God is doing right now. And that brings a spirit of joy. And then in verses 7, 8, and 9, there's a joy that anticipates the the glorious future return and reign. Now go back to the the last two. Look, Look at the bottom. There's a question after each one. Next one, please, Morgan. So what I'm going to ask you to do to share together after I read through and talk for a few minutes, would you share how has King Jesus freed or saved me? I'll use the word King Jesus. Interesting, we have a, someone who's been worshiping with us who tells me that he comes and sits in the back and sees this picture, and somehow it touches his heart. Because the idea of the Lion of Judah and the king, he has not been thinking about Jesus as king. Psalm 98 is an emphasis on Jesus the king. Now It's hard for us Americans to get our heads around this because this is a republic, we're democracy, and so we think about voting. In the kingdom of God, we have a king. And the king decides how the people live. And what you have in 98 is you have someone saying, I'm going to show you how you can celebrate and have joy if you remember what the king did, what the king is doing, and what the king will do. You know the Christmas carol we sing, joy to the world, the Lord has come? It's not a Christmas carol. Did you know that? (laughs) Let me read the words to you. Psalm 98, joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her... Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature. Oh, verse four. He rules the world with truth and grace. And he makes the nations prove the wonders of his righteousness and the glories of his love. What Psalm 98 says to us is we can have joy. If you remember what the king did, what the king is doing and what the king will do. And how we want to end then is we want to have communion together as the body, celebrating. Now, let me explain what I mean by joy. So, Morgan, can I have slides three, four, and five? There are so many definitions, so let me tell you where I'm going with this morning so you can get a sense of direction. Joy is experienced as we live a fruitful life. What do I mean by that? The fruit of the Spirit is. Love, joy, peace. I want you to think about that now. In the original text, the fruit of the Spirit is love. There's a grammatical stop, and you have joy and peace side by side. Joy is lived when we are connected with the King. Joy is a blessed sense of well-being. It is tied to peace. So, last night I, at the last service, I shared this. Our, our youngest son died about four years ago, and we were, two days ago, we had kind of a sad time together, and we sat together in some chairs, and we were really, really uh, processing sadness. But it's really crazy to think about, in the midst of sadness, listen now, we have joy... And we have peace. Look at the next slide. Watch this. Joy's primary feeling component is delight. Joy delights in who our God is and all he provides. And let me flip it on you this morning. Do you believe that this morning when you come to receive communion, just imagine standing behind the elders is Jesus. And he's looking at you and he's saying, I delight in you. He, do you believe that? Do you believe Jesus thinks he's nuts about you? For God so loved the world he gave, he died, he rose for us. He delights in us. Joy is a sense of delight. Let me give you a word picture. Imagine you're sitting in a church, and you're sitting, and right in front of you is a young mom with about a three-month-old baby and a little boy or girl or girl standing on mama's legs, and the little child's face is just... Why? Because the mother is looking at him and smiling. But what happens to you who sits behind? You are delighting. You delight because you see joy and there is peace. So what Psalm 98 is talking about is a joy that is filled with delight. We delight in what the king did. We delight in what the king is doing. And oh my, we are waiting to delight when the king comes back in glory and power. I'm looking forward to that day. Amen. Well, let's go to this passage a little bit. Psalm 98. Let's go through it. Land acknowledge sing to the Lord a new song for he has done marvelous things his right hand his holy arm have worked salvation look for the word salvation multiple times in the first few verses setting people free the Lord has made his setting people free known and revealed his righteousness to the nations he's remembered his love and faithfulness to Israel and all the ends of the earth have seen the saving actions of our God I want you to think about that. The Old Testament has a a phrase like this. Has there ever been a people who God chose like God chose Israel? He chose us, the new Israel, part of that covenant community. Can you imagine what the people of Israel thought? Think about their history. Imagine being slaves for hundreds of years. Imagine having to go into a new land and fighting for everything and people hating you and and dismissing you and and overpowering you. And and they step back and they say, look all that God has done. Now let me stop for a second. When's the last time you stopped and you thought, what has the king done for me in the past? So last, yesterday afternoon, real late in the afternoon, I was sitting over here, had a piece of paper, a pencil, and I began to write down, what has God done in mine? I'm going to push you now have you ever done this why do we want to do this because as we remember what he has done we experience joy joy to the world the Lord has come yes yes Look at that, there's more. There's, this is just amazing, this poetry. The Lord made his salvation known. How has he made his salvation known to each of us? He had revealed his righteousness to us. How do you think he's remembered his love? That word love is steadfast, it's hesed, it's covenant-keeping love. Can I remind you what covenant is? Covenant really quickly. In the Old Testament, when God wanted to make a covenant, two people would take an, an animal, you kill it, you dig a trench. One person stand there, one person stand there, the blood from the animal, which in pieces, runs into the middle, and you walk through the blood. You are cutting a covenant. And when you go to that end, the other person walks to this end, and what are you saying to each other? If I don't keep my side of the covenant, you can cut me in pieces and walk through my blood. What's the verse here? He remembered his covenant. You go back to the Old Testament, when there was the covenant with Abraham, Did Abraham ever walk through the blood? (whistles) Only Yahweh did. And today, 2000 years later, we're celebrating the blood. Yes? Do you remember? So Morgan, can I have that slide from verses one through three? And then, could you take, let's take two minutes. How has King Jesus freed or saved you, each of us, in the past? If you're willing to talk with someone, please do it. How has the King saved you? On your marks, get set, go. If you don't want to, act like you're praying. Go. Well done. Well done. Let's go on. Let's go on. Let's look at verses 4, 5, and 6. Now we're talking about joy because of what happens in the present tense. So he says, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. That's called the festal shout. And Katie, this is Pastor Katie who would just help with the kids. And she led us in a festal shout. Let me explain, festal shout, F-E-S-T-A-L. What the people of Israel would do before they went into battle or into some difficult place, they would gather together as a people, and there would be a call that they all gave together. They would call it the festal shout. So, for example, give you an example. Remember the story of Jericho? They walk around and walk around and walk around in silence till the seventh day. What did they do? They gave a festal shout. What happened? The walls fell down. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth, festal shout, the king, the king wins, the king is winning, the king, can I just push, the king is on the throne, his kingdom is never in trouble, we are all going to be just fine if we stay connected to each other and Jesus the king, yes? So don't believe what everybody says how bad everything is. The kingdom of God is coming. No, the kingdom of God is here. No, the kingdom of God is within you, Jesus said. The kingdom of God, the rain, the rule is all over the place. We focus on that. So, verses four through six, he gives shout for joy, festal shout to the Lord, all the earth, all the earth burst into jubilant song with music. Have you ever listened to the birds early in the morning? What are the birds doing? They're bursting forth in jubilant song. Have you ever been in the ocean? Have you ever watched the whales? Have you ever watched them go up and down and they blow the blowhole and do you hear them calling? What are they doing? They're shouting for joy to the Lord. Burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp, with the harp the sound of singing, with trumpets and blast of ram's horns. Shout for joy to the Lord the King. Let me stop for a second. We, for our guests, I say this a lot. You are driven by how you think. We are driven by how we think. How we think affects what we believe, feel, and desire. Psalm 98 is saying to us, think, what has God the king done? Think, what is he doing? This is why we gather and worship. Let me, let me tell you a pastor secret. When I sense, this is my opinion, for whatever it's worth, when the Lord's Spirit is working, when hundreds of people are gathering, it gets quiet. There's just a moment when, what's happening? The Holy Spirit is drawing us together. And we are being centered in the goodness of God. We gather together to be reminded that the King is active today. So my question, could you take a moment? How is King Jesus freeing or saving you in the present? I gotta tell you a wonderful story from last week, and then I'd like you to talk with each other. For last week, first service, about 10 minutes in the service, I'm beginning to preach, 15 minutes in. The Pope down here, I'm beginning to preach, and then comes a man named Daniel. Daniel's a big dude, got a great big beard. He's been sober for three years. And he and I met a couple weeks ago. We've been talking to each other. He walks down the aisle. He, I'm standing right here. He walks up to me and goes like this. Roar! <laughs> and you should have seen him the first. <laughs> so then I said to people, hey, this is my friend Daniel. He's been sober for three years. woo People People just... What's the king been doing to free you in this last year? Could you talk with someone? How's the king freeing you? Go. All right, well done. Can I get you to open, leave your finger here in Psalm 98? Can you look over to Romans 8, page 1118 of the Bible close to you or look it up on your phone? Romans 8, check out, check out a couple verses and we'll go back to 98, verse seven. Romans 8, verse 19. The heading in the NIV at verse 18 is present suffering and future glory. Verse 19. Now, notice how many references to creation in the next four verses. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay. And brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God, we know that the whole creation has been groaning, as in the pains of childbirth, right up to the present time. Now, let, now go back to Romans, uh, Psalm ninety-eight, and the earth. Now, before I want to tell you a story, and for our congregation, you've heard this before, but I want to tell our guests. Many many decades ago, I was at Fuller Seminary, and one of our two of our professors uh, went to to uh, to parts of Africa, and uh, the students from Fuller invited them to come to see where they lived and how they tried, tried to bring the kingdom to where they lived in Africa. So these were African students inviting some professors, white and black, back to Africa. So while they were there, way back farther into the inner part of Africa, they heard the most eerie sound. There was like this it was, just, it was just creepy sound. And they didn't know what to do with it. So they asked the people who live there, what is that sound? And they said, all around you is a place where massacres occurred among our people. And the Old Testament says, and they experienced, the blood of the innocent cries out from the earth. All of creation is groaning it is waiting for the king to come back and make things right. And that's 98, 7 through 9. Check it out. Signed to 7, 7 through 9. Now this is joy of the world stuff right here, the song. Let the sea resound and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Metaphors, let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. Let me talk about singing. I told this story to you before, congregation. In Bavaria, in Germany, there is a place where they cut trees to create the best violins in the world. And the best violin makers cut trees, and they listen when the trees hit the ground because the trees sing and they pick the wood that sings and they make the best violins in the world. Creation speaks. It is groaning, waiting for the king to come back and make all things right. Now the text goes on, check it out, verse nine. Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples with equity. Now, don't mishear that. It's not like he's going to come back and just kick butt and take names. He's going to come back, and he will make all things right with grace and truth. Yes? And don't you long for that? Don't you long for things that are so wrong? And so, in verses seven through nine, the psalmist says, Now I want you to sing for joy. Think about it the king is gonna come back and he's gonna make all things right. When you see injustice, racism, hatred, all the stuff, all the stuff, and our hearts break, And we are filled with hurt and pain and loss and anger. Last week, we give our anger to the Lord and we wait for the king to make things right. Yes? So that's, now, could you take a minute? What are you looking forward to for the king to make right and free when he returns? On your marks, get set, go. (music) Thank <music> you. Thank you so much. Let me take you back to where we were because I want to start moving a segueing to communion. So what I started with is joy is experienced as we live a fruit-filled life. Joy is a blessed sense of well-being. It is tied to peace. Next slide. Why? Joy's primary feeling is delight. Joy delights in who our God is and who he provides. It has been said for centuries by famous scholars of all different parts of the world, the single most important thing about any of us, listen carefully, is what we think about God. So let me, you got that? What do you think about God? So just imagine now, I want you to think about when you come to communion, wherever you're gonna come, I want you to imagine that when the elders and deacons are standing here in front of you, I want you to imagine Jesus is standing right behind. And he is looking at you, and he is nuts about you. He is nuts about you. Do you believe that? See, this is, this is why this, 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 the Lord's Supper is just so crazy. Just crazy. Jesus died because he wanted to make all things right. Right. And Jesus, listen, you hear me? Hear me? Do you believe that Jesus Christ, the King, is nuts about you? Because that's the truth. I've been spending time with people who are close to transitioning from this life to the next. And one of the questions that he's asked, and these are not members of our church, other people are inviting me to spend a lot of time with them. One of the questions that comes up, have I done enough to get in? None of us have done enough to get in. Jesus wants us in. He died so we can be in. In fact, let me push, if you are saying yes to Jesus, You live in the circle of love, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And that's a community of love and joy that's beyond comprehension. And when you close your eyes here, listen carefully, you will not know that you have died. You will open your eyes, in quotation marks, with more life with Jesus. Here's the word picture. Little child falls asleep on the floor at your house, your apartment. You pick the little one up. You put her or him inside bed. They wake up in the morning. They have no idea how they got there. When you close your eyes and when you open again, you're going to be with the one who says, well, So 2,000 years ago, our Lord did something really interesting. Let me just tell you the story. So you know what? His buddies, his 12 buddies, they're all fighting over who's going to be the biggest and the greatest in the kingdom of God. And they're fighting the Lord. And they come into a place for dinner. And typically, the host washes the feet of the guests. And the 12 buddies all said, I ain't washing your stinking feet. Remember now. Feet in that day were dirtier than your bottom. I ain't washing your feet. So what did Jesus, the rabbi, do? Think, I want you to think about this. He took off his clothes. No rabbi was ever seen undressed. He got on his hands and knees, got a basin of water, and he washed their stinking And when he was done, he said, do you understand what I have done for you? They didn't. So a little while later, he took a piece of bread and said, this bread, which I'm breaking, is for you. This is the communion of the body of Christ. I delight in you. Here, take, and eat. And after the same manner, he changed the liturgy. The liturgy goes like this third cup. Blessed art thou, King of the universe, the creator of the fruit of the vine. And Jesus said, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. Whenever you drink this, you remember that I delight in you. The bread which we break is the communion of the body of Christ, and the cup of blessing which we bless is the communion of the blood of Christ. Today, we're gonna invite you to come, if you choose, to come up to stations. There are four stations, and so may I give directions? that we can do this in a beautiful way. And then we're gonna be singing and praising through the midst of it. So I'm I'm gonna be a little bit anal here to help us. So this section over here, could you come down this row and you go to this station and go back to your seats that way? This section, would you come down right here? And go that way. This section, that way. This section this way. We're gonna start from back to front. There is gluten-free at every station if you wish. If you feel like you can't walk today, but for different reasons, just raise your hand and an elder will bring you community. So we are now invited to participate together in a time of delight. So can we start from back to front? For lobby, there's also a station way back there for you. So as you're willing, if you choose, Don't don't have big long lines, just make your time, take your time, we're gonna celebrate Jesus who delights in us. Let me offer a prayer. I've written a special prayer this morning, Let let me pray that prayer for us. God our Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, God of unspeakable joy, you've not created us so that we should merely endure our lives. You have created us for delight, and you long to fill our hearts with hope. So turn our tears into songs of joy. Change our wailing into dancing. Make our wilderness blossom with life so that with the early morning stars, we might sing for joy. Fill this place with your praise. We pray this in the name of the one who is the king the one who endured all things for us, for the joy that is set before him. We pray and we participate in Jesus' name. Amen.